So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 73 for... Uh, September 25th, 2016. My name is Nathan Reetenspruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Aroa McFain. Fine. He is our YouTube hero, and we have... We <laughs> have all YouTube heroes now. We have Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corcoran. He is our YouTube zero. I've done nothing heroic ever in my life. It's true. And... Yep. Of course, I'm your host, as said earlier, Nathan Reeton Spruth, and let's talk about some games. So, Parallax Abstraction, you've been playing a lot of games. Yeah, I went kind of berserk this week on uh, my PXA Peak series, which is my first impression series on YouTube. Um, I actually don't even remember everything I played. So yeah, this week I played um, Rive N++, the final non-early access version of The Tribe, and a game called Inverses. Uh, there's videos of all those up on my channel, but basically I won't go in-depth about each one of them. Uh, Rive is a really cool, uh, super stylish sort of twin-stick shooter game that I really like. It's uh, interestingly enough from a developer who has declared that it will be their last game. Oh, I saw um, that. I saw that, yeah. There's a long post on their website about it that's actually a really good read, but it's a developer who'd been around for quite a while. They're from the Netherlands, and they basically went, yeah, um, the industry and the way games are sold has changed in a way that we don't think we can adapt to and uh, it, while still making the games we want to make. So we're not going to make games anymore. And it was it's very candid and very, very cool. But they didn't skimp on this game as that even though it was their last one, it's really, really good. I, I like it a lot. Uh, N++ is the third in a series of games where it's basically a minimalist looking uh, sort of physics platformer puzzle thing. Uh, very, very hard, but uh, a lot of fun, especially in co-op if you can get people together for it. Uh, the Tribe is kind of like, it's not an endless runner, but it's a, it's a multi-level runner game with procedural generation and stuff. The early access version was kind of a mess. The final version is less of a mess. It's they polished it up a fair bit. It's still got some major problems, but it's also only five bucks. So, you know, whatever. Uh, and Inverses is a puzzle game that is kind of like Geometry Wars meets Othello or Reversi. You know, that black and white thing where you like flip the tiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that meets Geometry Wars. It's uh, it's really good. It's got online play that has very few people playing it, but actually works really well. Uh, it's a really good score attack game. So I did videos on all those. And uh I've also just been, because Forza Horizon 3 comes out this week, I've been achievement hunting and cleaning up some of the last stuff in Forza Horizon 2. I also beat the Storm Island DLC for it, which was like a big expansion. Um, that was good. I love Forza. I love Horizon 2. 3 is probably going to be killer. Plus, it's on PC, so it'll run at 60, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and the big one I did was I streamed uh, a full playthrough of this game called The Bunker yesterday, which just came out, which is a modern full motion video adventure game 
Uh, funny enough, co-published by Green Man Gaming, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, but it's uh, it's very short. It's only about two hours long. It's also 20 bucks, which for that length, some people might be like, Ugh. but uh, it's also not super interactive. It's really the term interactive movie is a very 90s term, but that's kind of what it is in many ways. It's very linear. Uh, but it, I actually really liked it. It's really well shot. It's w actually very well acted because like as someone who grew up with old school FMV games, you know, the thing they bear around their neck is the fact that in most cases, they're not only bad movies, they're bad games. Um, most of those ones from the 90s were never good. Um, this one is frankly not much of a game, but it's, uh, yeah, it's well acted. It's got a really cool, dark. basically what it is, is you're a guy who's playing, you're in a, a nuclear bunker uh, in England, and it takes place in a fictionalized universe where nuclear war happened in 1986. And you were born literally just as the bombs dropped. Um, and this it's 30 years later. Um, and I won't spoil it, but uh, it goes places. And there's several twists in it that I didn't see coming. And it gets fucking dark. Yeah, uh, I only watched about halfway through, so... The end, the last third of it is a holy shit moment. Like I was actually very happy for some reason. I, I guess people really wanted to see this because it just came out. I smashed my Twitch concurrent viewer record yesterday. I was at almost oh, nice. 60 at one point. Oh, nice. Uh, and I had a very active chat. And when we got to the end, everyone was like, holy shit. It, uh, it the was guy murdered, the guy murdered everyone, didn't he? Not the way you're thinking. Okay. Uh, let, me, yeah, let, let, yeah. let, let me let me just say that. Okay. Uh, let me just say that. But yeah, no, it, it was good. And uh, yeah, modern FMV game that was done well. And it, it's a little, some people might think it's a little expensive, but if, given the experience I had with it, if I spent 20 bucks on it, I'd have been happy. But I right. got a code for it. So, oh, so that's, that's oh you cheap bastard. Yeah, Green Man Gaming is very active on keymailer.co. So uh, yeah. usually yeah. just about any YouTuber can request their games on there and they'll be like, yeah, sure. Cool. So, uh, no, it, it was a good time. So, yeah, I played a played a, a pile of stuff, and uh, I don't remember if I I don't think we ta I talked about it since I wasn't on the last episode, but not much to say. I finally finished uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Do you like um, it? Oh no, wait. You, I, think, I think you did mention it. I think you did mention. Oh, maybe that. I did. Yeah. yeah, the ending in that game kind of blew, but the game itself was fantastic. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I look forward to what DLC comes out for it because the DLC I kind of I kind big. of do, but I hate DLC so. I do too, but the the DLC for the last one was actually pretty substantial. So, uh, well, we'll see. But yeah, no, I, I I still like it. I still like the, those games. So good. And yeah. uh, I'm presuming this one's going to be a little bit shorter. What games have you <laughs> been playing, Aroa? <laughs> um, well, I have definitely not been playing anywhere near as much as as him. But uh, I've actually gotten my old Vita out again as part of a story that we're going to talk about. Yay. Um, and I still like my Vita. I uh, I've been playing the newest uh, Project Diva game, uh, Project Diva X, which ah. you know it came out in America, but I was genuinely curious as to because in Project Diva F, um, the game was very slightly censored. Um, it cut out a lesbian kiss in the Whoa. American version. Really? Yeah. Yep. So huh. that sounds in, about right. Yeah. Yeah, in the uh, so in the Japanese version, um, it's it's Miku and Luca kiss at the end of one of the songs, and then in the American version, it just ends with what it because the song's about a love triangle, 
I was going to say, is that for a story reason or is that just for a, hey, here's a shocker reason? No, it's it's uh, <laughs> the song's about a love triangle. But in the American version, it kind of makes it seem like it's the guy trying to choose between two girls. But in the Japanese version, it's obviously that one of the girls is trying to choose between a guy and a girl. It's yeah, yeah it completely changes everything. Yeah. But so, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I played the Japanese version just out of curiosity. And let me tell you. They added a story in in this one, and it's uh, really hard to understand what's going on just using <laughs> Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, only imagine. Yeah, but uh, as far as I can tell, the only like r- like risky thing that I saw was that at one point, um, one of the girls who's who's known for for like sexuality being her appeal. Um, just shakes her her chest and then like a cowbell rings as she's doing that oh nice <laughs> nice because like, she has sex with cows that's the implication <laughs> i was like that's gonna Bulls. be cut out of the american reality simulator yeah I, but i looked it up and, and it's, it's, it's not it's sorry it's, what was that aroa I, I looked up the american version of that song's music video and it's it's all exactly the same oh nice which kind of surprised good. me but, so they yeah. just cut out the lesbian kiss. Yeah, in the in in F, which was the first one that they localized. So oh, okay. maybe they did that just because like I, I don't maybe they didn't want to they didn't want to piss anybody off cuz Vocaloid for some reason Hello? Oop. Oh, did we lose a row? Rutro. Rutro. I think we lost a row there. Uh, well, I will. Here's a, here's well. Here's a quick question for you. I, maybe you know this as well because I, I I hear about these Project Diva games and whatnot. Are they just at their core just straight up like rhythm games, like music rhythm games, or is there more to them than that? So I've never actually played a Project Diva game, but okay. I do know Aroa has a very very strong affinity for uh, rhythm games. But yeah, he's back I, I kind of dig them too. Oh, My internet died. Oh, okay, ah. welcome back. That, yeah, the washing machine went on full blast and I guess caused a power. The oh, internet was upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no. I want I want to do something on the difference between F and X because they changed a lot of things and I'm already reading that a lot of people are pissed off about it. You know, those uh, uh, videos are I pretty... Ask. I, I would... Oh, sorry. I was going to say those videos are pretty popular online. Like, they have, uh, I think, Cineflix and then the Dom from That Guy with the Glasses both do, like, what's the difference between the uh, like the book and the movie? Uh, and you, and I've seen GameSack have done what's the difference between like Japanese and and American games. So that actually might do pretty well on YouTube. If you did like, what's the difference between like a Japanese port and then the actual, like the American release? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, what is the, uh, like I, I've, I've heard of these games and that I, I kind of tangentially know what Hatsune Miku is, but these games, are they pretty much strictly just rhythm games or is there more to them than that? Um, well, that's that's the thing is the F games like Project Diva goes back to uh, PSP even, oh. um, but those like those all the way up to uh, F and F second, which were on the PS3 and Vita, were all just strictly rhythm games. Like they, okay. they played like any other any other rhythm game, and right. um, with X, they decided to add a storyline. And oh. it it has like really light 
um, visual novel type aspect to it where, you know, the characters will have a conversation and then like you, as in you yourself, are, are a character in the story, but only insofar as every once in a while they'll go, hey, what do you think we should do? And then you have two options. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, the, you will remember that. <laughs> the the story is is basically like just a really goofy like all the energy has been drained out of the music world and so you have to perform songs in order to get people to care about music again to revive everything oh okay so it's like when disco was around yeah okay. uh, it's, it, it's really juvenile and it takes and, place in the 70s <laughs> and kid friendly but like i don't have a problem with that and they, right. the, there was one really weird line um, that I liked quite a bit um, where it was uh, they're all based around like different aspects of uh, like the character's music. So one of them is beauty and, and they have to figure out how they're supposed to appeal to the concept of beauty. And um, Luca my my favorite vocaloid uh, is like how is that even possible? Because beauty is a purely subjective concept. It's not something that it, that means anything to any one particular person the same way as anybody else. And like that's the most intelligent thing in like the entire game. <laughs> and mm. all it all it turns into is uh, Mako, the the sexy one, saying butterflies are pretty. And it's, that's <laughs> it. They just, they just go with the butterfly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Um, well, the games I have been playing is I played Punch-Out for the Wii, actually. And I've been meaning to get play that. That is a really good game. Uh, they do change up. Like, you, you have a lot of the characters returning from Punch-Out and Super Punch-Out and even the arcade. So you have, like glass joe but his timing's a little bit different than it is in the nes version and then you have uh, like king hippo and mr sandman super macho man stuff like that and their timing's a little different so it was a little bit difficult for me to get through uh i did i did end up beating the first round so you go through and you face them all on basically normal difficulty and then there's a title defense mode which makes everything like everyone gets like either different move sets and or like a prop so glass joe his move set's a little bit different and he gets like you know when you see people sparring and they have that big helmet thing on he gets one of those yeah. on so okay it makes it so you have to use a super punch to punch off the uh helmet and then you can punch him in the head uh, oh. And then Disco Kid uh, learns how to do Jazzercise. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just a lot of differences that they bring in on the second second time around. So I'll be doing a video on that probably not next week, but the week after. Okay. So I've got a uh, – it's, it's going to be a pretty in-depth review, so I don't want to – I want to take my yeah, time on really, it. I do really want to play that Wii version. I heard it was good. I do have it. I When Nintendo released a few uh, of their Wii Classic games on the Wii U a while ago for cheap, I, I have it bought on there. I just have never tried it. Yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, I think you can buy it for like $10 on eBay or something. It's really yeah, it's cheap. 
And so I, I was like, you know, I don't, I know you can hack at Wii's pretty easily, but since it's so cheap, why not just get the actual game? Yeah. Exactly. And then let's see what else did I play. I played Batman. Uh, I the, saw that. Yeah, the the Telltale Batman. Yeah, a tell the Telltale series is what it's called. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Batman: The Telltale Series, and that's actually really good. I'm not a very good streamer, I guess I would imagine, because I don't do the mean things to people. Because you have oh. the option to like brutalize yeah, see, I people. Can't either. Yeah, like they give you the option to like brutalize people and stuff. And I and I fully go in intending to be the bad guy. And then I'm like, eh, no, I can't do that. Like, I can't do that. And then everyone's like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, so uh but the gameplay is being uh episode one is on my YouTube right now and on the website. Episode two is being uh processed as we speak. So it should oh, be up there, on YouTube. Is there already two episodes of that out? Yeah, there's two episodes. I'm waiting for episode three. Um, oh, wow. They did those quick because the first one wasn't that long ago. No, no, it wasn't. So they're hmm. both they're both good. Uh, the second episode is like half an hour shorter. Mm, uh, that so happens a lot with those. Yeah. So it's only like an hour and 20 minutes, I think, is when it ended up being for me. Okay. So uh, if anyone wants to go watch them, you can either go to my website at Reaton Entertainment. I posted episode one on there. Once episode two is done processing, probably after this, I'll be posting that up as well. Uh, you can also go to my YouTube. And then also I have been playing Digimon, uh, the Cyber Sleuth. That, what, a new, that a newer game? Yeah. What, yeah. what is that even? It is amazing is what it is. You won't like it, Aroa, because you, oh, like right. you don't like RPGs, but... It's it's the best Digimon game they've came out with ever. So um, <clears throat> the problem is I have a Vita TV or PlayStation TV, and it has that stupid HDMI protection thing. Oh. And so it'll show up on my screen for like five seconds and then go to a black screen. So I can hear the sound, but I can't actually watch or like stream it. So I had to buy one of those... Uh, Strippers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a number of of splitters out there that'll just strip HDMI. I've got one of those. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was like 20 bucks. I ended up getting one just, I was, but it's weird because I was able to play it before. So I must have had one of the ones that did it on Um, accident and then bought a different one that doesn't work like that. So maybe. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's an RPG and you start out and you just go into, um, like the their Eden, which is their internet, basically. You go in there and you go into a chat room. Some hacker comes up and it's like, hey, come here or I'm going to hack you. And so you end up going there and you get given the ability to like capture Digimon. And mm. after that, <laughs> you actually get the choice to pick to, between three different Digimon. Sound, hmm. which doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, after you do that, then like you go and you fight a few battles. Uh, for me, it was like fight two hours of grinding because I'm crazy in RPGs. And so I went and I did that. I got to another point where you fight this monster you can't do any damage to. And then that monster grabs you as you're logging out. And so... 
your body becomes unconscious and you become basically data that can float between the digital and real world. This is oh, a weird so thing. Yeah. We were going like a sword art online thing for a second. And then nope. Nope. No. Okay. Yeah. So you can, but the first thing you do is you touch a TV and you uh, go into the digital world through a TV, which reminds me of persona four. But it's it's a really good game. You can go and um, level up your Digimon, de-digivolve them, uh, evolve them, or digivolve them. Uh, it's probably the best game, and it actually looks really good on my, uh, I think, 30, 32-inch TV, uh, upscaled mm. for the Vita. Like, it looks... Mm. It looks really good. Uh, it they do have a PlayStation Four version, which runs at a higher frame rate, and you know obviously has better textures and stuff. But if you have a Vita and a PlayStation Four, there's cross save available. Nice. So you can just you know do that. I actually um, I I was able to hack my Vita thank or my PlayStation TV thanks to uh, Aroa and his sagely advice. Yeah, I, I was, I, I I thought of that like that. Oh yeah, you're one of the like five people that bought a PlayStation TV. The, the place I don't know why the PlayStation TV is amazing. I yeah. sh I still need to grab one of those super cheap. Like they were at Best Buy in Canada multiple times for twenty bucks, and I never bid on one, and I don't know why. Do it. Go down. I think I they're on sale. I got to see if I can find one around somewhere because they got all cleared out. But I'm sure they must be someplace. I know they still have them on GameStop's website for like. 20 or 30 bucks you, you yeah. can get them on amazon for 40 but that's still yeah. a bit much i yeah you know, I, I mostly but... just wanted so that because i i really wanted to play through a persona game because i never have and i've heard persona 4 golden is the best way to play that but i don't want to play it because it takes like a trillion hours to finish i don't want to play that on a vita i want to play that on an actual screen right so, and, yeah. and that game looks great too uh there are a few areas in that game because i actually bought i bought that game as the first game i bought on my vita tv or playstation tv yeah. and yeah. it requires a little bit of like motion control like you have to touch the screen on the vita uh, but but they have it where like you just press the r1 button or something and it brings up a little mouse cursor because yeah. i remember it had i remember that game had proper vita tv support like because i know you have to it'll only play games that are actually supported by it but persona 4 did have that so right and and yeah. uh digimon story the cyber sleuth is similar it it has uh Vita TV support, PlayStation TV support. So, nice. th so the reason I keep switching between the two is because in Japan, it's called the Vita TV, I think. Yes. Yes, and it is. So I always get confused. I'm like, no, it's called the PlayStation TV over here for some stupid reason. Yeah, I think calling it the Vita TV would have been way smarter over here, but what do I know? Yeah, and like... Right, because everybody would have gone, Vita, I am buying that piece of shit. That's yeah. true. Yeah. They so added effectively, in, yeah. They added in I think in Japan they didn't have a port like you had to download all the games. And I think in America um they added well I know that they have a port in America. So yeah, they have a, a put, retail games card slot. Yeah. So yeah. if you actually go to the store and buy a game, you can plug that in there. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, my I, Persona 4 is on a card, so I think that it it's 
it's a great little console. I like it a lot. So um, also, it does have a standby mode, so I don't have to rehack it every time I go to play a game. Okay, that's nice. that's good. That's what I was worried about. That is nice. I've had some. I've had some error. Like when I turn it off and back on, I'll go to the oh. install and it'll give you an error. But yeah. I don't really. It doesn't really affect it. Um, upgrading the PlayStation TV wasn't that hard to because I had. This is how long it's been since I turned on my PlayStation TV. I had 3.36 installed. <laughs> so wow. I had to upgrade it to uh, 3.6. Yeah. yeah. And upgrading it wasn't hard. You have to turn on the console by holding the button for 7 to 10 seconds, and I'll put you in like a debug menu. And then you go upgrade from Flash. You unplug your controller, plug in a Flash drive that has the update on it let it update and then plug back in the controller because there's only there's only one usb port so all right but it does work wirelessly with uh playstation 3 and 4 controllers oh it works with the 4 controller now as well okay oh yeah and if you need anything uh if you have the 4 controller uh the little touchpad in the center works as your screen like you can move the cursor around if they would do that Oh, nice. Because yeah. I know when it came out, it only supported DualShock Three. I didn't know they added support for four. That's really cool. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna try to find one of these things for sure. I've thought about just heading down and buying a couple because, in case my friends want one, because I know that they're going to go. They're going to be yeah. gone well, eventually. Well, and, yeah, they're not making them anymore. So yeah. whatever's out there is what's left. So. Which is stupid. Cool. I, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Anyway, let's move on to actual stories to talk about. Uh, mm. We'll start out with uh, something that we, we just mentioned. Vita developer thanks Pirates for giving its game attention. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the Vita, as we just said, has been hacked wide open. You can download games and pop them onto your Vita over F- FTP. And um, there's a game called Super Beat Zonic which is a weird name. Uh, I have heard of it, I think. And a lot of people have been pirating that game. It's a, it's a rhythm-based game, I believe, I would imagine. Sounds and, like it. Uh, so what they did is they released a statement. They said, hey, everyone, uh, we feel honored that you enjoy our game, Super, uh, Super Beat Zonic, so much. We would like to invite you to take this opportunity to purchase it on sale at the PlayStation Store. You can enjoy the original game and show support to the team uh, for $15.99, which is 60% off, with no PlayStation Plus required. That's a cool way to do that, because, you know, if, if people are pirating your game admonishing them is not going to make them stop but if you can go hey if you like this and you want to see more of it here's an easy way cheap way to go pick it up yourself that's a smart way to handle that right so uh mm-hmm. i oh you like rhythm based games have you played super super beat zonic i haven't but i started watching this trailer and immediately went holy fucking shit it's dj max so do you want it or are you gonna get it i yeah I, <laughs> what the hell who made this it was made by um, Mirajoy, including I've the... never heard of this. Who? Yeah, Mirajoy. I don't know them either. It's published by PM Studios, Atlas, and Actil. Oh, I have hmm. no idea who any of these people are, but like the difficulty is even called four tracks, which is <laughs> like wow. 
What? Clearly, they have inspirations. So yeah, the menu looks exactly the same as DJ Max, like the aesthetic and everything. This so is amazing. Here's my question, though. So, if you're not on 3.61, you can't access the PlayStation Store, can you? Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, the uh, I believe the Vita Shell application, uh, whenever it's installed, also spoofs your console so that you can access the PlayStation Store. Um, the only caveat to that is that if you install some, some people are modifying the Vita shell application for whatever reason uh, yeah. you wouldn't have, but if you do that, then you can't, you can't spoof it anymore for some reason. Oh, okay. But I believe that you can still access the, uh, the store as long as you, uh, as long as you don't mod the, uh, the Vita shell application. Oh, okay. That so makes sense. Me... It reminds me of uh, the people who actually make DJ Max made a game very similar to this for Android and iOS, uh, except it's not going side to side. It's like that, and then like combined with uh, the Love Live game that everybody was playing a while back and then stopped. Right. You so have no idea what I'm talking about? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I think this is cool. I think this is a good way for this developer to say, hey, we know you're going to pirate our game. We might as well make a few dollars off of you. Yeah, we so, live in the real world, so let's make the best of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And the Vita, cool. to be, to be I may honest. I check it out, too. It sounds interesting. Like, I'm yeah. bad at rhythm games, but I enjoy them, so. But, oh, you can use the buttons. Okay, that makes us a lot better. I did not want to have to use a touchscreen for this. Oh, okay. Like, you didn't want to yeah, do, like, enough. Elite Beat Agent style? it's much harder than elite beat agents ever, ever has any capability of being. Oh, okay. So an EBA is not easy. So that'll be a hell of a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I loved elite beat agents. I actually bought, I, did uh, too. I went to PDX land, which is a big giant land party in Portland, Oregon and mm-hmm. bought, ended up buying the Japanese versions of those games. Too. I, w- I was going to ask you if you played the Japanese version because they're infinitely oh, more difficult. Than yeah, the they are. Oendon, I believe they're called. Yeah, Oendon, yeah. Tateke, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Tateke, Oendon. I think I have, I still have that game somewhere, but it's hiding somewhere because I don't have enough room to take and display all my video games. One day, one day I will. One day you shall have your McMansion. Yes, I shall. Uh, let's let's move on. We mentioned it a little bit in the intro s- section. Uh, YouTube heroes. Hmm. <laughs> the, now, every to, there, to be fair, there have been some developments of this since it was announced that make it sound less awful in in the context of a thing that should not exist at all. So but, if yeah. any if anyone is listening who may not know what YouTube Heroes is is that it is a community ran thing basically you and I normal people can sign up and be a YouTube hero and we can go and we basically as a YouTube hero can flag uh like a movie or or something that's posted on youtube we can flag it saying hey this is sexually explicit this has copyrighted music blah 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 uh an actual person will then come along look at it and like an actual youtube person will come along look at it and either flag it or mark it as safe 
And that's the thing that they've clarified recently, we should add, is that the what got everyone up in arms about this was that it was giving the community the ability to police videos. And the first thing everybody rightly said was, oh, this isn't going to get a whole bunch of ideological, ideological Puritans out there flagging videos that politically disagree with them. No, that won't happen at all. But the the way they've now made it sound is that there are more humans at YouTube involved in this than originally intended. It looked they made it sound like it was very automated and there was very little accountability for it. Right. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So uh, that was the big thing that got people upset. But I still think it's retarded. But oh, I still think it's moronic. I, I still think high a, a crowdsourcing volunteers to police your service because you can't be bothered to hire people to do it yourself is friggin' stupid. Yeah. So there's, well, the problem is they don't have, they, they have money, but YouTube hasn't really, they're like Twitter. They haven't really turned a profit or much of a they profit. They haven't, but that's their problem. Right. You know, and I, and I think causing all like the thing that drives me nuts is that everything YouTube has done the last while between this and, uh, you know, the the uh, the demonetizing thing and everything else is is YouTube has not made money. And I empathize with that. But the problem is everything they're doing to try to make themselves more profitable is being done at the expense of the content creators that are the whole reason the thing exists to begin with. Right. Like, so they're, they're trying to make their service profitable by being actively hostile to the people who make the content on it. <laughs> so a while back, there was somebody I, I pissed off on Twitter uh, because you don't say. Yeah, because I because <laughs> I, I have a I have a problem where if I see somebody post stupid shit, I'm like, hey, actually, stupid. Here are the facts. And yep. so I I pissed off somebody on Twitter because I and it was a joke. Um Somebody had posted something on Twitter and said something to the effect of, hey, here's, you know, I posted a new video, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hey, you should link the video. And he's like, oh, I linked the video like half an hour ago. And I was joking around and I said something to the effect of, oh, you should always put the link to the video like this. And I linked my Twitch account or something like that. Jeez, oh, oh, just, just messing around. And so that person blocked me on Twitter. Of course. And one of his followers went to my videos and marked dislike on every single one of my videos. <laughs> because and I was like, uh, I made it. I'm I finally made it on YouTube. Um yeah. but but he so he did that. And if he was a YouTube hero, I could see him going and reporting every single one of my videos, which Obviously, there's nothing in my videos that is going to get me taken down, but it's still going to waste somebody's t afternoon watching through my videos to see mm -hmm. if there's any copyright or anything worth flagging. So yep. it, it's going to take these trolls who are basically they have no more time in their life to um, do anything other than just be dickheads online. And they're just going to go and flag a bunch of videos and waste a bunch of YouTube's resources. Yep. And that's the thing is, is you know, the, 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 if, if anybody thinks that a bunch of ideological groups are not immediately going to get together and try to do this to, you know, launch a nuclear strike against channels that disagree with them, 
you know, there you're, I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's well, going to happen and, and almost immediately. And that's just one case for me. That's just one thing that happened at one point in my YouTube career. Uh, but you have people like, well, and, uh, and you can imagine the channels out there, the commentary channels and the channels that are very politically charged, you know, yeah, and, like, and things like that. You can imagine what's going to happen to them. Right. You get people like uh, Thunderfoot, um, Shoe on Head mm -hmm. or Amazing Atheist, a any of those people who well, have. Shoe on Head can go fuck herself, though. <laughs> well, I would watch that. Um, <laughs> um, but any any of those people, like, you know, they make videos and they're doing commentary on other people's videos, which mm -hmm. those people will be like, oh, it's harassment, and report the videos. Yep. And they'll have yep. tons of people reporting their videos, so their videos might get taken down, even though technically they're not doing anything wrong. Yep. But, but and that's the thing, is, is a human is going to be involved in the review process, which is much better than having a bot involved. Right. But... You don't know who those humans are. Those humans have no accountability for anything. Like, there's no guarantee that they're going to that that the two different people are going to think the same way about the same video. Like, right? You know, it, there's still a lot of unanswered questions there. What were you going to say? Well, the thing is, like, you know, people are afraid of all this, but it already happens. It does. Like, you, YouTube Heroes isn't. Like, maybe it will make it easier to facilitate this sort of thing on a larger scale, particularly with, because I, I see that the thing that most people are worried about, myself included, are the uh, the mass flag inappropriate videos, which, right. how the fuck is that supposed to work for that matter? Yeah. Like, like, what do you do? You just go, I don't know, that looks racist. And then you just... <laughs> Well, and that's what I'm wondering is I'm like, how does it serve up those videos for you to mass flag? Is it listing out an entire channel? Does it just go, here's 50 videos, pick the ones that are bad out of it? Like, I have no idea how that works. Yeah, right. no, and nobody but, does because the video was for YouTube Heroes announcing it was a whole minute long. Yeah, and as usual, YouTube, YouTube does a shit job of explaining anything. And, you know, they just said, we're going to do this, but we're not going to tell you anything about how. Right. But yeah. the, the, the thing is, like, with with the whole, you know, you have a bunch of fans of one channel and they get in a feud with another channel, you, you already have huge groups of people that go, well, everybody's going to flag that shit. I mean, that happened way back in, like, the Newgrounds days where you had uh, the clock crew yeah. intentionally submit garbage animations. And there were so many people that were part of the clock crew that they just all thumbs up the the animation you know give it five uh, on the animation you have like two thousand people doing that it would just get pushed through and it completely broke the uh, the blam system on newgrounds which was that um since they had limited space on newgrounds to explain this uh whenever you uploaded an animation or a game to newgrounds it would get raided uh by the community before it was actually like saved on the site oh. uh, for an extended basis so, so like steam green light kind of sort of yeah um so if you got enough thumbs down votes basically it was a five star system but it was basically if you got enough uh two or lower votes um your video or your animation get blammed which just means it's deleted from the site forever um and then if it got enough high votes then it was saved on the site and could be displayed wherever um right so you you had groups like like the clock crew which would upload an animation which could have literally been in in some cases was a static image 
Um, and, <laughs> and you know, you have like 2000 people that all give it five stars. So since it's an automated system, it just got pushed through. Right. Um, good. And that already happens now. Uh, and I don't really see anything in the YouTube heroes, like thing saying that that's going to be changed by this other than. But yeah, well, I, other than there will be humans reviewing it, it's not odd. It, it appears like it's not an automated system, but I mean, the biggest thing is it, with it, that the same problem all of these systems has is accountability and like where, you know, where is the accountability? Where is the ability to appeal things that are done inappropriately or whatever? Like there's just there's so many unanswered questions because YouTube always drops new initiatives out like this and then never explains anything or explains the process to anyone. Oh, I see here now. They have a they have a trusted flagger program. Oh, good. Uh, let's let's go through the levels first. Yes, there are five levels. Uh, uh -huh. They're basically gamifying it, so which kind of appeals to mm -hmm. our. There's generation. also one other point I want to rant on about this, but it involves one of the levels, which you I'll let yeah you yeah go I through. know I know what you're talking about. Oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so level one, you become a hero, and this is zero to nine points. You get a point for every video correctly flagged, and you get a point. For every time you, so if you're a, a translator, for every line that you translate, or I guess every sentence you translate or something. Every subtitle. It's not yeah. even if it's in a foreign language, but a subtitle. Yeah, every subtitle you do, you get um, a point for every line, which could mean like, you know, videos usually have at least like a hundred lines in it that you'll have to translate. So well, could you imagine if you subtitled one of my videos, you'd instantly be the CEO of YouTube. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. level, level one, become a hero zero to nine points. You join the community, which is just like a forum online and access to the heroes dashboard, which allows you to, I'm presuming flag, some videos but not do the mass flagging level two continue your training 10 to 99 points learn at exclusive workshops which are probably just youtube videos and probably, or take, hangouts or something yeah take part in hero hangouts whoopty fucking do Ooh, uh level, we're all heroes guys yeah you can just have a nice little jerk off session there i guess um yeah, pretty much Get access to super tools at level 3, 100 to 399 points. This allows you to mass flag abusive videos and yeah. help moderate content in the YouTube community or Heroes community. So uh, you'll become like a moder moderator a on the... mod. Yeah, basically yeah. of the YouTube Heroes community. Level 4, this is the one we're going to talk about. Go behind Ooh. the scenes, 400 to 999 points. Sneak preview product launches. I'm not sure exactly what that means. And Be a QA tester. Oh yeah. Well, no, that's the well, next that's, one. That's level five. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, sneak preview product launches. So you probably just could either see them or maybe test them out a little bit, but not. They'll, they'll let you know that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And then You'll the next, the next one is the one that pisses everyone off. Contact YouTube staff directly. <laughs> mashing my desk right now so yeah so, so this is the one that's got everybody pissed because you know 
creators have no way to talk to anyone at YouTube, even when it's over various things like, oh, I don't know, false copyright strikes or anything else like this. And this is not just mediocre, unimportant channels like us. There's people like when Boogie2988 did a video on this, he has three and a half million subscribers and he has he has no way to talk to anyone at YouTube. Is that the fact when guy? he has a problem? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a friend, the, the, the fat, lovable guy. He has no yeah. way to talk to anyone at YouTube when he has major problems. And yet, if you mass flag a bunch of shit, you have the ability to talk. Now, who the hell knows what you're talking to at YouTube? It is probably not someone who has any degree of real power or authority. But right. still, that's more than any fucking creator gets, including very large ones. Like, oh, there's God. there's very few who actually do get to contact YouTube directly. Mm. Like, I believe Jim Sterling can. And that's well, the only yeah, one Jim I know. Sterling, Jim Sterling is in some privileged club where YouTube will actually defend him from copyright strikes because yeah. of, well, funny enough, because of something that we're talking about later. Yeah. You basically but. have to be part of, like, an MCN or or some and and, and, and like uh, the upper echelons. Well, the thing is, no, because if you have an MCN, you don't talk to YouTube. Your MCN talks to them for you. But yeah, that's, but that's what if, I mean. if you want to be able to talk to YouTube directly, like only the like one percent of channels get have a, you know have have a, a you know a line to someone direct at the company. Right. Uh, you know, it's, 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 nobody gets that. And, and like I said, when they say contact YouTube staff directly, they're probably staff that have no authority and no power and can't really do squat, but still right. that, that just feels as such a slap in the face to creators who have had to go through hell and gone to try to get any help from YouTube on anything ever, you know? Right. And Ugh. yeah, I, you know, you have people like I watch, uh, that guy with the glasses, uh, nostalgia critic, and mm. you know he's a fairly, you know, large YouTube personality, online personality in general. And mm -hmm. when their channel got like incorrectly flagged for videos, they had no chance of talking to YouTube. And yet no. you translate or you you do subtitles for one of Parallax Abstractions videos, and you're able to contact YouTube staff directly. Yeah, and get like it's, something it's, done. It, it, yeah, someone who can do something. Like even if you're contacting, you know, the friggin' summer intern at YouTube, that's still more than I have the means to do. Right. You know, um, and it's just it's it's infuriating that it is. And level five, it says get closer to YouTube, one thousand points. Uh, you get a test products before release, so you get um, to beta test their broken software. Good. Yeah. Good. And you get to apply for the Hero Summit. So you get to go to the Hero Summit, which is probably just a convention, probably yeah. in California. And most likely you have to pay for both uh, travel fees and uh, any room rentals you have to do there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to spend Ooh. like 10 grand on the on the event area. And yeah. that's, that's going to be it. So yeah, likely, yes. Which I mean, I I pay money for conventions. Like I'm going to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo next month, but also I don't have you know I don't have to do stupid flagging videos, and I they're not making it into some big reward for me to go there. Um, um I I wanted to bring up that um, why instead of doing all this, don't they? do something to give content creators some degree 
of like being able to delegate power among their own viewers. Yeah, because that's what uh, some people had miss uh, were misinformed or they they didn't understand when it says help moderate content in the YouTube community for level three. Uh, or the YouTube Heroes community, people had had misinterpreted that into they would be moderators on like comment boards, like on on the comment section yeah. in videos. Well, as usual, it was very badly worded because this right. is what YouTube does. Yeah. So uh, they have since you know said you know just in the hero YouTube Heroes community. But yeah, they like you know Twitch allows you to do it, Beam allows you to do it. You can make like, moderators on your chat, like. Why don't yep. they do that with, like, know, with I, I comment think sections? You can, I think you can make a you can make moderators, but they like have extremely limited power. Right. They can de- they can delete. I think they can delete stuff, and that's basically it. Uh, yeah. You know, and and they can flag stuff as spam and things like that. But that yeah, it, they don't they don't they don't have the level of of of, of flexibility that even like a Twitch mod does. Right. Yeah, it, no. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And also, why is it that these people who are not only they're working for free already, <laughs> right. but they also at the same time don't make YouTube more money. Why are they given the opportunity to see and even possibly test new YouTube products yeah. before like, you launch? Don't make, you don't make content, so what the hell good is that? But, well, but the, not only that... But the content creators don't get to see this shit beforehand. No. So whenever stuff like like YouTube Heroes is announced out of nowhere, they get completely caught off guard. But presumably in the future, the high-level YouTube Heroes are going to know about it, uh, I don't know, months in advance? Yeah. And like they're, they're going to be – Or under- even any amount of time in advance. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like if you're a U- if you're in YouTube Heroes, there's a very good chance that you are not a content creator. So a lot of this stuff that's coming out ahead of time, unless it's just like more content moderation tools, like what the hell value can you provide in testing stuff made for video creators if you're not a video creator? Exactly. Like it doesn't – it doesn't – yeah. It does not compute. Like, for example, the new end card system that YouTube came out with, which is something I need to spend a few hours experimenting with because I want to make use of it. Uh, the new end card system, which I believe now has finally rolled out to anyone, everyone or every channel. If you are not uh, if you're not a content creator, you cannot test that. Like it's specifically designed to put stuff on the end of your video. So if you don't make videos like you have no valuable feedback to provide for that. Right. So, like, why would they give that to the YouTube? I don't understand. Like, again, these are all questions YouTube can answer, but YouTube is so notoriously bad at when they announce any new initiative doing the worst possible job of communicating it, and they open up, like, 5 million questions, and then after their announcement comes out, they just go, yeah, here it is, and then they go silent, and they don't tell anyone anything. And that leaves everyone to speculate and panic and... Like they do it again and again and again. It's ridiculous. Well, and you have like, so YouTube a while back they had you know the mass flaggings from you know different studios and all that. We talked about it. And YouTube well, came, when they first turned on the copyright claim stuff and the first yeah. wave, you know. Well, and and so YouTube's like, okay, we're working on another project. We're gonna try to get it fixed. This is gonna be a lot better. Just stick with us. And we're like, okay. And then yeah. they bring this out. We're like, you fucked it up. Like, yep. 
This is How, your solution? Like, fucking seriously? Yeah, like, the, what they need to do is they need to just, I don't know, have, like, a call center. <laughs> like, I hate well, call centers. Have some kind of actual goddamn support. It doesn't have yeah. to be a call center. Even just something you can, even just a ticket system where you can file a bloody ticket. And even if it takes a few days, someone might would get back to you who actually knows something and has the power to do something. Right. Exactly. You know, like it's 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 not a hard problem. Everybody does this. And I, I understand YouTube is a massive site. They are getting video uploaded at an absolutely insane pace. There's tons of creators on there. There's millions of things on there. Tough shit. You're you know, this is your business. This is the business you want to run. You got to figure out a way to support it. Right. Exactly. You know, because without the creators, you have no base from which to make any money. And if your creators are not happy, like. The creators are not happy, but are largely sucking it up because YouTube is basically a monopoly. But even monopolies can break eventually if people are pushed just hard enough. Right. And and it kind of is feeling that way. <laughs> well, I mean, and it, we don't really have an alternative to go to. There's other websites where you can upload content, but they don't get nearly the amount of traffic that YouTube does. No, Nothing. but, you know, if, if if a few of the much bigger influential creators decide to say, you know what, I fucking had it with this, I'll be over here, that's how movements get started. Well, yeah, yeah. and, the, and we, the only alternative that we ever had, which was kind of exclusive, was Blip. Yeah, and we that's... had Blip, and then MakerBot Blip and shut it down. Yeah, yeah which Maker can fuck themselves, too. Pretty yes, much, yeah. And so what, what other options do we have right now? Do we have... Uh, there's Vim, well, there's Vimeo, which doesn't allow gaming footage uh, at all, uh, and there's, like there's Daily Motion, which is a fucking cesspool. Yeah. Uh, there's Vid.me. Yeah, what? there's Vid.me. You know, there's uh, well, it's funny. I was gonna jokingly say because I don't use Facebook, but there's Facebook Video though. Facebook Video recently got. I don't know if you saw this this week. Facebook Video got an incredible hot water because they basically overinflated their their view statistics to advertisers by eighty percent. Oh. So basically, Facebook Video was not nearly as popular as they made it seem. Um, but you know that, but that's the thing is, is it, it is a tough problem, but you know, maybe this is, maybe this is something a service like Twitch or beam could evolve into with the, the resources that they have behind them. You know, maybe they could see of an opportunity to, to do that, or it's something vessel could grow into, or, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's a very online video is such an incredibly expensive industry. It, it, it's much harder to disrupt than other industries, but it's not impossible. Right. Um, you know, and if some of the multi-billion, you know, view multi-million sub YouTubers just say, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's possible. But, I'm not saying YouTube heroes is what's going to put what's going to set that off, but you can only push so hard. And it kind of right. feels like, you know, they, they can't go much further than this because a lot of big channels are getting and, you know, a lot of channels, I think it was Total Biscuit made this point. He said, you know, a lot of channels use this for easy money. They make clickbaity videos uh, on subjects like this to purposely amp up the panic and controversy because it's a way to make easy ad revenue. Uh, you know, YouTubers are definitely not above that. But um, at the same time, a lot of it is done out of genuine concern as well. So and what, what it's going to take is they're going to have to fuck over. They're gonna to have to fuck over a PewDiePie or a Markiplier 
yeah. or or somebody like that. Somebody huge. So PewDiePie, Markiplier. Um, I'm trying to think of any other huge. And it, it could well Mar uh, Markiplier. Uh, you know. Jacksepticeye, even yeah. Total Biscuit, Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight. Someone was subs in the millions. Isn't to Total Biscuit dead or dying? Well, well I mean, he he's got he's he ha well actually there was some news. Are you talking that. literally? Or are you talking in terms of subs? No, I meant literally. No, I no, mean, no. Eventually. He's still alive. He has he's not producing much right now because he's going through extremely brutal cancer treatment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And his cancer is technically is technically terminal, though. I a big sidetrack, but he he posted a thing this week uh that said that he might qualify for some kind of very experimental treatment that may actually take this cancer and make it not terminal anymore. Nice. Good luck. Good luck, good luck really on him. Cool, but yeah, good luck I, on him. But you know what I mean. It's going to take. Yeah. And the thing is, no one of those, even a PewDiePie, I think, could do it. But a lot of these guys know each other, and a lot of them work together in many ways. And if three or four of these multi-million guys got together and and said, you know what, we're taking a unified stand that we're not going to, we're not doing this anymore, then you know there re there comes a point where YouTube has their cash cows, and they have to, you know, they have to listen to them. Right. Uh, to a certain degree. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, they, they got close back whenever, um, I, this was something that kind of came and went, but they changed how they did, um, ads. Oh where... yeah. They changed that. They changed the subscription thing where it doesn't always show who you're subscribed to. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the big thing was that, that, that I remember, uh, game Grumps complaining about, was that they changed it from being just straight up tied to views to being view time. Oh, yeah, watch time. Yeah, and they actually made, I want to say it was well over an hour long video as a joke, but also to draw attention to it, that they, they were like, well, we're going to go to long form videos now because it doesn't matter how many views a video get, it's just how long you watch it, so... You know, well, it, and it wasn't it wasn't really how many views the video gets. It's that YouTube was going to focus on promoting stuff based on watch time. Yeah, uh, I think what it was or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, and yeah. But like they even made because, you, know, you, you know, I I think that that Game Grumps might get ignored a lot of the time whenever we talk about people like Jacksepticeye and PewDiePie and Markiplier. Because oh, they're, they're very popular. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're very popular. But I'm saying whenever we yeah. bring them up is because they're not as toxic as, as yeah. the others i think well um, i don't i honestly don't like game grumps but i haven't heard I don't either but i haven't heard many bad things about them except for the whole little kerfuffle with john tron a while back but i i just yeah. i just can't stand john tron in general i think he's i think he's i just don't like him but that makes uh, sense you don't like but, his but personality yeah or, I, or, I just don't like the way he presents himself but the, you know i don't like pewdiepie either but you can't deny either. you know you can't deny what he is and how good he is at it Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it, it just really makes me wonder if this is some kind of shift, you know, because now the thing that I, the thing I will say is that, you know, people have been in the past, you know, have flipped their lid on a lot of things that YouTube has done in many ways because they're so uh, bad at communication. But like, you know, people flipped out about the, um, the content ID thing when it came out because there was a bunch of big uh, sudden wave of flags. People were pissed about the demonetization thing because there was a big initial wave. But those big initial waves did always calm down. And people after that were kind of like, all right, you know, maybe this isn't as bad as we thought. Uh, this, we're not going to know 
until it they implement it and until it starts happening how bad or not it's going to be it may not be a problem you know maybe it'll work and maybe uh you know it will actually just flag the truly legit awful stuff and that'll be Hopefully. that and if Hopefully. that's the case that's that's great but we won't know until they try it at the end of the day yep okay so we've been yeah. talking about this for about half an hour it's a big, it's a, it's a big deal. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it's the biggest of deals, but yes. it, it is, it is. Um, it, somebody, uh, Roa, sign up for YouTube heroes. Uh, One of us I, should I, try it. <laughs> I would, but, um, I was reading earlier, like God, probably almost half an hour ago now. Um, there's some like kind of sketchy wording in the agreement that I'm not really too cool with. Oh, okay. Um, and I oh, just, really? yeah, it's, it's not really so much that I, I think that it's a big deal. It's more so that like, I would be worried that basically if this did turn out to be shitty, um, that I wouldn't have the right to complain about it. If oh. something came up about it, because oh. that's kind of what the wording came out to be was that basically you join this, you, you don't get to bitch. All right. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I could make another account for it, maybe, but I don't want that to be tied to my main YouTube account. That that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Monday and Matt did an interesting video on this today, actually, where he talked about the uh, the terms and conditions for YouTube Heroes specifically, which came out, um, which do say things like, you know, if you are going on, it doesn't specifically say don't flag videos with a political agenda, but it does say if you're flagging too many videos that are clearly not violating the terms of service, you know, we have yeah. every right to yank this That's away. Good. Like if you are not yeah. following the spirit of this, we will yank it from you, which is good. Right. It'll you take know, away from but... what we were talking about earlier with like that one guy who disliked all of my videos exactly yeah. which was yeah, funny because my friend came up and he's like why does every one of your videos have one dislike and i was like oh yeah i had someone <laughs> who did that to me for about a month and then i guess got bored yeah because they stopped yeah, yeah. That's how it but, goes. yeah. <laughs> but yeah it does it does say in there that um false uh, false flaggings and and whatnot like if if they get a lot of those then they'll just cut yeah. your, your they will not be tolerated so and, and, and it, that's the thing and there, it looks like they're starting something, uh, what I mentioned earlier, the trusted flagger program that they really should, like, let people know about. Um, mm -hmm. It's an invite-only program that uh, is supposed to basically let you flag videos that are then um, immediately sent to the policy enforcement team at YouTube. Oh, so, so and that's probably really bad, like really bad shit. Yeah, yeah. like animal abuse or sexual or child stuff. Or it or... says to ensure that YouTube's community guidelines are followed. So, I wonder if it's something where maybe they'll because it's it's apparently in alpha right now. Um, so I wonder if it's something where maybe they'll integrate that with the Heroes program to basically maybe once a video gets flagged by enough of the Hero people it'll get sent to be vetted by a trusted flagger and then it'll be able to be pushed through to the actual policy enforcement team. That makes sense. And that, that is a good chain of command for something like that. You know, right. a, tr a trust chain. It says our policy you know? enforcement team reviews flagged content 24 hours a day, seven days a week, promptly removing materials that violate our policies. Okay. So like, 
let's see, we, we invite a small set of users who flag content regularly to join our trusted flagger program. It gives access to more advanced flagging tools as well as periodic feedback, making flagging more efficient and effective. Um, as always, the policy team at YouTube makes the final determination whether content should be removed. Good. Sure. Which, okay, yeah, all right. So it, that... And then they have a, but the ultimate thing is, like we said, is like, you're digging all this up and that's fantastic, but this is what YouTube should be explaining to people. Not, yes. <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't be up to you to dig up all this shit to figure it out. You know, right. that's the dumb part about it. This isn't like a uh, old school, like text adventure game. This is real life. Yeah, well, these, well, this is real lives. life involving real money and people's careers, you know, right. yeah. it, you know, it's 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 an important thing. So, so. let's let's move on because we have yeah. four more stories to talk about and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about RuneScape. This one's actually a little funny. Uh, I guess the RuneScape devs oh, yeah. did, a, did a live stream and they said that uh, they're going to allow. So if, if you get banned from a game like an MMORPG, all of your stuff just goes away. It goes into the ether or whatever. So yeah. uh, what they have done, decided to do is have storage auctions, basically. Where they, storage wars this shit. Yeah, they, well, no, and you don't even get to know what's in the box. No, so, well, no, that's like storage wars. That's that's generally like storage yeah. wars. You have to bid on the, uh, the, the thing before they open it. No, no, I thought they yeah. opened it and you could take a look. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. you can take a look, okay. but you can't see everything. You can't go inside or anything. You get to kind of see. This one is yeah. just a box, and you didn't. You don't get to know what the contents are, and you get a bid on the box and get the banned players' items. Yeah, which is, I think, a great idea because it's hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> because not only does it ban the players and gets rid of them, it also mocks them at the same time. <laughs> and if there's one thing I like doing, it's just just beating that into people. It's just you know making yep. them feel bad. Um, so not neither of you played RuneScape. I'm going to imagine. I did not know. I played back in like high school. Yeah, when I was like 14, I played it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is a really really cool idea. It is. Yeah, uh, and it, it even it, it kind of if anything reinforces the idea of a, of a player economy which is really interesting to me that right. instead of your items just kind of being taken away by uh by the magic overlords you know it, it gets sold back into the community right and so he said that they uh were thinking about having a high roller version with even riskier accounts which they would live stream it's really neat <laughs> Yeah, they're really leaning into it. I don't know. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and so they would they would live stream and be like, "This is Reeton's account. He hacked something, so we're selling all of his shit." It's yeah, just, it, says, mm -hmm. it says this account on the example image. This account was twelve years old, and they were banned for macroing wood cutting. Oh, <laughs> like that's really cool. And then I don't know how much eight million GP is in terms of yeah, I don't economy, either, but. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, it does. So I remember Probably. the first, I played the first RuneScape for about 20 minutes, didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and quit. Hmm. Because the original RuneScape was crazy difficult, and then you would go up and the NPCs could only talk to one person at a time. 
Oh. So you would have to basically stand in line and wait for oh. your turn to talk to an NPC. I don't know if that's still the case or not. Cause, not uh, anymore. Not anymore. Because yeah. I have a I have a friend who still actively plays RuneScape for uh, some reason. No, they've changed it like so much. So I, when I yeah. played it originally, it was just like an isometric, you know, over the head or over the um, in the sky third third person. Where yeah. you would walk around, and they've changed it to like an actual full 3D game. Well, the, is... the game was like made entirely in Java yeah. way back, wasn't yeah, it? It was, yes. wasn't it? Jeez. <laughs> it was like, didn't even have textures. It was just colored polygons. I'm just so, surprised that it's still around. It's pretty amazing. But yep. I mean, look at that. Look at that other MMO that we talked about a few weeks ago where like it didn't have sound. <laughs> it was still going. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually that God game didn't damn. look bad. Like, when no, we, it, I mean, old school, but you know, it looked <laughs> it like, like a sound. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. have to hark on the little things. Okay. Ultima Online had sound to be fair. <laughs> it did. But I think that game that we were talking about, I can't, I know it started with a T Tibius. It's tibia. something like that. Yeah. It was Tibia. What? Tibia. Tibia. Um, that game, like I think it was made originally by like three develop like three people in college. Like you can't really blame them for not having much sound or anything. I, so, I can't no. now. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> like I'm sure RuneScape was originally made by like three or four people way back when. But that's possible. Yes, they fixed it. <laughs> uh, whatever. We're we're gonna start the. Tibia Reet and Entertainment Guild. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna roll over that place. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. Uh, what was the next one? The next one was Armored Core. I love the Armored Core games. Yeah, boy. Uh, and From Software is making an Armored Core game. There, it's in development, which makes me giddy really? like a schoolgirl. Yep. They haven't done one of those in a while, eh? No. No, no. I think the last one was five. On the, was it on the PlayStation? I think it was on the 360 or PlayStation Three. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a. There, it was on 360. I don't know. Yeah. I assume it was on PS3 at some point. It was um, a while ago. Yeah, and I, I actually, mean they've done. They've really done nothing but Souls games the last few years. Right. But yeah. but I really didn't like Number Five very much. Maybe I was just weird. I uh, I heard that it was it was not as good as no. before. Yeah, one uh one and two are the ones I played and I loved them. And so are they just very like sort of fast paced mech action games? Like they're not like a mech warrior type deal, right? They're much quicker than uh, that. I I mean the actual gameplay, yes, but if in terms of building your core, extremely in depth. Oh yeah. Well, like, I remember super. like I never played the Armored Core games, but I did play Chrome Hounds, which was from Software Made, and that that game was a that game had problems, but it was also a hoot. I I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, the, I played the demo for the original Armored Core, and just the yeah. sheer amount of customization options that were available made me go, oh, man, yeah. I would really like this game, but I am, like, eight. <laughs> <laughs> See, I played one as a teenager. Uh, well, actually, I played the original one when I was probably around 10, uh, and then I played, you know, through the years, I played number, I think number two is the one I played the most of. And the controls were pretty tight, and they were pretty good. Uh, but 
your art your core moved around pretty slowly so it was kind of hard to if you were like facing controls yeah if you're facing a fast opponent you were pretty much fucked because mm. you couldn't move around fast enough or lock on with your missiles or anything so it was basically luck if you're able to kill them hey nathan you just uploaded batman a telltale series episode two read plays yeah exactly there you go uh thank you did you just check check twitter just, or something i just got a notification on my phone about it oh nice you should watch those oh wait no you're gonna play through yeah uh but so and they're also said they're working on another game that's going to be very weird that's, yeah, what, that's all they said software you don't say yeah i remember the the guy the guy that headed up uh the soul series was like i want uh, they wanted to make something totally different right so yeah. whenever whenever you said that it was going to be an armored core game i was like surely that's not what he was referring to no you know? they said something really well they weird. got because from from got bought a while ago and uh yeah apparently the new company gave them a whole pile of money to really expand and they're working on yeah like i believe they said after dark souls 3 they had three more projects in development and at least a couple of them were new ips yeah, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Armored Souls. That seems <laughs> seems pretty fun. Play the fuck out you of know that. what? <laughs> Dark Souls with Max sounds kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that seems fun. I I don't know how well it would work with you know the whole blocking and shields and stuff, but whatever. Um, I think of it out. Yeah. So. I, I'm probably if whenever this comes out, I'm getting it. There's no way I'm not going to get an armored core game coming out in 2017, probably. Mm, so I may try that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Palmer Lucky. Oh man. Oh this is, boy. So this I guy wanna, stepped in some doo doo this week. Yeah. Let me. Let me. So he has been funding with his Oculus Rift money. Um, because Palmer Lucky is one of the founders of Oculus Rift. I want to say. Yeah, he, he been, was Oculus Rift for he he was the guy who invented it basically. Oh, okay. He 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 for all intents and purposes is Oculus. May makes sense. So he has been giving money to pro Donald Trump group of mm. shit posters. And yeah. very that's small amount of money, ten thousand dollars. Well yeah. Um, and I mean the guy's worth seven hundred million just to put that in perspective. <laughs> that's very true. So yeah. well, that's how much he was given from Facebook's two billion dollar deal. Yeah, he had that's like his whatever. net worth, apparently. Yeah. And so yeah. he uh he's been giving money to shit posters who have been going around and posting uh shit, shit basically pro Donald Trump memes. Yeah, whatever. and and apparent which apparently have a lot of racist overtones to them and blah blah yeah. blah. I haven't seen any of them myself. So, Pepe is a racism. <laughs> so oh, I wanted Jesus. to say I, I I was talking to Aroa beforehand. Um it makes me sound kind of like a hypocrite, but this is making me not want to get an Oculus Rift. And it's yeah. making me lean more towards the Vive. And the reason it makes me seem like a hypocrite is because You're a few... Trump. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> ha! Ha! <laughs> exact no. Uh, <laughs> though I did see a, a, a funny picture. It had the headline of... Um, Blonde, blonde chick or cheating blonde girl uh, fucks entire party, and it shows a picture of Clinton. <laughs> uh, oh, but anyway, man. so 
what was where was I going? So it makes me seem like a hypocrite because a few years back there was the whole Chick Fil A thing, where no, yes. where I had friends who were boycotting Chick Fil A because they they're not really Pretty my much friends. Straight anymore. up didn't like gay people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so the 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 CEO or whatnot donated money to an anti um homosexual organization basically. And I and they're like, I'm not going to eat Chick-fil-A. And I was like, well, that's a stupid reason to not eat Chick-fil-A. Like, you're not really hurting the you're in this case, you're not hurting the CEO or, or owner or anything. You're hurting the people who work at that store. Because and that's not really the case if you boycott the rift as well. Like you're not right. Palm made his money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But. In my case, I was already leaning all towards the the vibe just because it yep. seems like a better thing. And this just kind of solidified it. And also the the owner of Chick-fil-A also gives lots of money to other charities which are more not politically funded. Also, here's the big thing, they lost the the people who from Chick Fil A who gave all the money to those anti gay marriage organizations and stuff they lost yeah, they, they lost they they, they, they wasted yeah, they, their they money the yeah yes they did so yeah um, I mean the, yeah that's the thing like I was leaning more towards the vibe because I think it's a better device and also my bigger reason for not wanting it has nothing to do with Palmer Lucky and it has to do with I hate Facebook and I don't trust that Facebook is not going like right now the, the, the Oculus really has nothing to do with Facebook nor any requirement for it, but I have no, I have no guarantee that Facebook is not going to try to cram their garbage down the throat of Oculus owners. Right. I remember there was an image going around. Yeah, that was just a thing that allowed you to add your Facebook friends as friends on the Oculus store. But, I mean, no more so than, like, Steam does with that, okay. too. So it wasn't that bad. I wasn't but, sure what that what that was. Yeah. But I don't – yeah, like, that's the main reasons I would avoid it. I mean, I think what Palmer Lucky did is stupid, but, you know, people do stupid things all the time. If I boycotted every company that had a person with views I don't agree with or that did stupid things in it, I – probably have to live off the grid yeah. right and that's, you know it's like the the people the people who go well you know uh apple dodged taxes by putting a tax haven over in ireland and it's yeah. like yeah so did name, google name, so did name microsoft a tech company so did, that doesn't yeah. do that right <laughs> yeah they all do it you know it's it, yeah so i mean and that that's the thing it's just I don't well, know. Like, I, I don't like this, but like the thing that's pissed me off a lot more is like in the past few days, we've seen these massive fucking hypocrites in the gaming and tech presses who, you know, back when Gamergate started said, you know, Zoe Quinn's personal life is nobody's business and nobody should be writing about that. And they all wrote hit pieces against Palmer Lucky's girlfriend because his girlfriend is apparently both a Trump supporter and a Gamergate supporter. So it's apparently you know, when it's someone they disagree with, it's okay to write a bunch of hit pieces against someone who had nothing to do with uh, with what Palmer did. But yeah, if and it's some click indie dev, all of a sudden it's horrible hate. You know, you're a yeah. hate group if you do that. And, and, like and that, that's, that just gamer game was about was about journalistic integrity hashtag. Yeah, and so, there is not, and there is none of that. So no, but, and so uh, you know, and I don't think that. 
um, doxing people or, or putting hit pieces out on anyone is good. Like, I disagree with a lot of the things that Zoe Quinn says. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. And, but, uh, you know, I... someone's life yeah, isn't... I, I don't think we should ruin someone's life for it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I had a friend. So uh, a couple weeks ago, there is apparently a Chick-fil-A in Portland, Oregon, which I have never been to a Chick-fil-A. So I'm going up there next month. Oh, so yeah, very very excited. I hear their chicken sandwiches are oh, amazing. So good. get get the fries, get the waffle fries, put them in the Chick Fil A sauce. Okay, Ooh, I will do that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't have them in Canada at all. So I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So you can come to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo with me. Yeah. Um, Fly all the way across the continent. Yeah, yep. it'll be fun. But anyway, so. My friend Holly was going up to Chick-fil-A and some one of her friends was giving her shit about the whole, you know, gay marriage thing and all that. Mm-hmm. And she's like on Twitter, she's like, Man, my friend's giving me shit for going to Chick-fil-A for something that happened five years ago. I don't care. And I'm like, all yeah. right. There's uh, only so much that you can you can you know, there's only so much that you can do. Uh, are, are only so often you can freak out about stuff like that right like there if there if you if you don't put a statute of limitations on how long you're gonna let that stuff freak you out i mean you're gonna you're gonna go insane oh yeah because i mean there's so many different <laughs> things you could boycott for so many different i'm just uh, i mean the o- the only thing is with with oculus is chick-fil-a is a fast food place if you want if you're hungry you want a place to eat it's going to cost you a few dollars that's it this is a six to eight hundred dollar investment you're making with the Oculus or the Vive, and the Vive is objectively a better experience. So, I mean, it. it I, you know, I've had some debates about this. I have a and, friend who owns and like we bought. They bought a Vive for our office recently. We built a, a a gaming rig with some of our team funds at work, and uh, they bought a Vive for it. Um, you, and, can I uh, can I stop you for just a second? Yeah, you work at the coolest place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got its it's got its problems, but yeah, basically we, they give they give the teams uh, they give the teams in the company uh, a certain amount of money every month that they can spend on team building stuff. And our team, being incredibly indecisive, uh, couldn't figure out what to do with it, and we had this stupid like fifteen hundred dollar build up. So we were like, well, why don't we just build a gaming PC that we can use in the office and that, you know, that way when we do LAN parties, people who can't afford gaming PCs can come and participate and yada, yada, yada. And we did that. And we were like, okay, this is cool. And they're like, yeah, maybe one day we'll save up and and be able to put uh, uh, a VR headset on this thing as well. And then three days later, the owner walked in and went, oh, yeah, I bought you guys one of these. (laughs) <laughs> nice and we were like all right i mean the owner one of the owners is like a crazy vr nut job so uh you know and he want he uses it a lot to demo to clients to like wow clients and things like that too but the point was yeah we got a vibe there and uh, but a friend of mine owns um an oculus he pre he pre-ordered he didn't back the kickstarter but he pre-ordered one of the uh launch units and he he says that from a technical perspective he believes it has better optics than the vive and uh some other things like that but yeah generally what i've heard is that and this may change when the oculus touch controllers come out but everything i've heard from everyone is that yeah as an overall package the vive is the better is the better way to go 
Yeah, but when I eventually debate what VR headset I'm going to buy, because I'm probably going to buy in in the second generation of it, I, it, it what what po politics Palmer Lucky has and what dumb shit on the internet he did is not going to factor into right. It at all. Exactly, exactly. So, and you have to remember as well, and that my my friend uh, who owns the Oculus made an interesting kind of a salient point about him as well is that he's like you have to understand that one palmer and you know he said this isn't necessarily a justification but he said palmer lucky's a guy who grew up on 4chan and also he's 24 years old and got 700 million dollars from selling his company you know he's still a very young kid and one who doesn't see shit posting is that big a deal and he's got fuck you money yeah. So he's like, I'm not surprised to hear that he did something dumb like this. And I'm like, you know, that's not a bad point. Right. So, you know, so. Uh, but if I was to right now buy one, I'd probably buy the Vive. Me too. The controllers look off. Like they don't have the touch controllers right now for the Oculus. And they do have those controllers for the Vive. Yeah. And they're I'm actually, good. They're really good. So have, have we figured out if the... Star Trek game is coming out for the Vive and the Oculus, or just the Oculus? Uh, bridge well, it Commander? doesn't matter. Uh, huh? It's coming out for... It's actually coming out natively for Oculus, Vive, and PlayStation VR. Okay, so cool. Oh, I, th I thought it was only on Oculus, but the thing is, and the, the main reason that I just kind of decided I was going to go with the Vive if I got one, um, was that you can play Oculus games Revive. in Vive. Oh, that's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, there's the revive tool that it basically allows you to make almost anything work on the Vive. It's not perfect. It's got some hang ups with certain games in particular, but uh but, it's it's doable. But right now Rose trying to get a house. Yeah. But yeah. at least once once I have that house, I'm gonna have close to like a little over two hundred dollars extra every month. Yeah, that and that's be on nice. top of the fact that I, I don't know if I told you. I'm probably going to be starting a new job in like October. I saw that. I saw it on yeah. uh, on Facebook. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. The last <laughs> the last story we have to talk about is a brief history of paladins. Please talk about this, Aroa. All right. So basically, uh, the trailer, the release trailer for uh, Paladins came out, and uh, it was a trailer for the Chinese version of Overwatch. Um, and by, th by that I mean every character was a version of an Overwatch character in some way or another um, everyone freaked out about it uh, Donkey uh, apparently managed to go viral yet again uh, with his video on it uh, by showing off that every character is, is an Overwatch character well a little while after that the developers decided to go yeah no, we were working on this shit long before anything came out about Overwatch. And while I haven't looked through everything on it, um, the IGN article I read summarizing everything kind of made it sound pretty legit. Like, in particular, there's a character in Paladins that can freeze herself into a block of ice to become invincible temporarily, which is May from Overwatch. But it turns out that their character in Paladins could do that like something like several months before may was even revealed for overwatch so unless they had somebody on the inside at blizzard uh telling the paladins devs you know what was going on there's no way that this was uh 
this was a ripoff. And also, you don't put a game together over the course of like a year and a half either. So, no. That they yeah. claimed, uh, Hi-Rez claimed that they'd been working on Paladins in some form for years, like well before, like I think while they were working on Tribes Ascend, which has been out for a long time now. Which uh, I will admit, I actually remember signing up for information on Paladins before Overwatch was even announced. I, I think I did anyway. If if I didn't, like it was around the time Overwatch was just like becoming a thing in the public eye. So okay. I tend to I tend to believe this at least in that aspect that these games if they if Paladins wasn't being made first they were being made in parallel and uh, again like this they didn't make the, they didn't slap this together as a response to Overwatch right like th- it's not something it's like in the tech industry where you see you see like well even games still uh, the Xbox One and the PS4 how they have virtually identical hardware specs in a lot of ways. I mean, they you don't you don't put together a PS4 like in three months after the Xbox One's hardware spec gets announced, or vice versa. Right. You know, the, no. these companies have very good access to, uh, you know, industry channels and and marketing information. They know how to put stuff together. They have creative people that can come up with smart ideas. You know, it's. And it's just going to happen that a lot of stuff is going are going a lot of things are going to align together. Yeah, well, it like just with, happens that way sometimes. Yeah, like with the I mean the story we just talked about the Oculus Rift and the Vive, like they're very similar. Uh, the the Oculus Rift isn't as like it doesn't come with like those two those things you put on your monitor or whatnot to. Or whatever. Yeah, well, it doesn't come with the room them. scale camera yeah. stuff or, yeah. or the controllers or whatnot. Yes. Yeah, but like they both had the like Oculus has been working on it a little bit longer and haven't released it yet, but um those touch controllers. Like they yeah. both have like touch like controllers, like they both have, you know, the VR thing and all that jazz. So uh, and eh. look at the the iPhone seven versus the Galaxy S seven. I can guarantee you Apple didn't design the iPhone 7 in the course of like the however many months between the S7 and the iPhone 7 launch. Like Apple saw that water resistance was a growing demand in the industry. So they decided to add it to the iPhone 7 probably around the time that the 6S was getting announced. Right. I mean, it's not that these companies don't pay very, very close attention to what each other's doing and, you know, try try to to jump onto trends. But, yeah, it's it's to to say that in any industry like this, that a company like to be frank, if if high res was able to make Paladins, which from what I've heard is actually a half decent game and were able to put that together between the time Overwatch was announced and when it came out, then they are some of the most talented fucking people in the industry. Yeah. Like, you know, like games like this shitty, like those shitty little Chinese knockoffs of of other established games you find on Google Play and stuff, like that's the kind of thing that gets slapped together in a couple of months. Right, like League of Legends. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. It was talked about on Giant Bomb this week. This game that came out on PC and mobile called Box Maker. um, Do do you just make boxes? No, it's a terrible name. It is the most blatant ripoff you've ever seen of Super Mario Maker. Oh, like it's hilariously blatant in, in how bad a ripoff it is. 
but you know, stuff like that is is the stuff that gets slammed together quick. You know, a game a game that that is actually very good quality from an established studio, like it's just not, it's just not. That's not you know, it's not within the laws of physics, you know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, obviously the gaming community, especially on places like Reddit and that, they don't realize this or don't care because they like to be angry about things. So, yeah, you know. Uh, so who's going to play Paladins? I mean, to me, Paladins is as much a ripoff of Overwatch as Battleborn is. Like, it was hilarious when people were making all the co- the comparisons to Battleborn and Overwatch, which are two completely different games. Or Gigantic. But, you know, yeah, it's it's just really not... That game you that know, will never it, be released from Bethesda. Yeah. Um, you know, it happens that there's, it happens to be that hero shooters are kind of a hot trend right now. And several developers saw that as it was forming and went, hey, let's do that. Blizzard happened to get out first because they're huge. Yeah. But, you know, that's just. Well, kind and of they the already had, they already had uh, assets and stuff that they, they had used with other, with uh, their Titan MMO. So exactly like they, they just reworked it into overwatch. Yeah, basically. I mean, Titan is apparently or overwatch is apparently what the core battle mechanics of what Titan was going to be. Yeah. It just and has all the MMO ness removed. I kind of wanted the MMO ness, but that's, I'm weird. So yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, oh. So, so have either of you tried paladins? I'm not, but I'm. I might. I have it downloaded. Um, I'm interested in it. It's just that everyone, everyone I know, pretty much that is going to play a hero shooter is going to be like, "Nah, I'd rather yeah. play Overwatch because it's good." What are you doing That's after? My what problem are you... too. Like all my work friends are going to be like, "Why would I play that when I have Overwatch?" Yeah. So, uh, what are you doing after after podcast, Aroa? <laughs> um, not sure. I might. I might be able to play some. Yeah, because I know you're you're last week you're watching after your girlfriend. Yeah, I think so. Is she she better now? She's on different drugs, and they seem to be working this time, which oh, is good. really exciting. So good. So when, if I come and visit, she's not going to want to step. Oh, you're married now, aren't you? No. When are you getting married? <laughs> November. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going in like Thursday to get no the papers. We have, oh, okay. we have the papers. We have to actually. Like we're we want to like have our family there at the very least. We owe it to them to, oh. to do that. I thought you were just doing it at the courthouse, and we're just going to sign papers. No, if uh, if we had the option to do that, hell yeah. But no, our family would be our families would be pissed if we. Oh, okay, okay. So, but you're not having the big wedding until next year. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a get together at some kind of like community center or a big bar or something like that. Okay. Oh, okay. That's anyway. Cool. Anyway, um, marriage is stupid. What were what were we gonna we're yeah. we gonna talk about? Wait, I I held off on talking about something with you. Yeah. Uh, your house. Oh yeah. Um, you are saying that you have two hundred dollars more a month. Yep. And then I got distracted. I don't know what else I was gonna say about it. Uh, I mean, it's just gonna be nice because we'll own the house. We're gonna. We have to get twenty five hundred dollars for a down payment. Yep. But once that's done, like we'll be good, and we'll have something like almost ten thousand dollars left over. Because uh, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, we're getting a loan for fifty five thousand. Three thousand of that is for closing costs, 
And then we found out that our landlord only wants 43,000 for the house, which Ugh, um, by the that time is amazing. Get, yeah. By the time we actually get the house, it's probably going to be closer to like 42,000. So we're going to have roughly $10,000 wow. left over to like redo the basement and stuff like that. So that's that way, gonna be really that's scary. pretty rad. That way, yeah. Nathan. Oh, your job. Nathan Reed and Spruth can move into the basement. Um, oh, you're going to yeah. your, your job. You're going to get a new job. Yeah, more than likely, um, they're supposed to uh, let me know either it's between Monday and Wednesday. At some point in there, they're supposed to let me know whether or not I got it. But I interviewed uh, on Friday, I think it was. And yeah, um, so it's going to be 17 an hour. Nice. That's what I'm making. Yeah. And it'll be it's help desk at a Fortune 100 company that is currently slightly understaffed so it's kind of gonna huh. suck um but well, all right the, yeah the, the guy told me that basically if i can stick it out for like a year with the skills that i am supposed to have he said that chances are i'll be able to move on to something that is less like work volume and more like intensive kind of thing yeah yeah Qu- that quality sense. over quantity yeah yeah, and and he was like, if you can manage that, like, then you know you're, you're gonna you're gonna be able to go pretty much wherever you want within the. So increase. so seventeen an hour. That's you're gonna be bringing home. Uh, I'm presuming Illinois has less tax than I do, because uh, we have high high income tax here. And so I'm gonna presume you're gonna be bringing home over a thousand dollars a check. I will be definitely yep. nice. My, right I'm a, yeah. Well, right right now I get nine hundred a paycheck. Yeah. So, um, and that's at fourteen forty two an hour. Yeah, I get I I pay into four hundred one k like four percent or something like that. So, uh, I only get around nine hundred and fifty a check. Um, but I also we have we have a high high income tax and no sales tax. So. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh. What is it? The whatever the hell the law is that they're trying to pass in Colorado starts a trend and we'll start having single payer systems throughout the country. That'd be awesome. Mm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, be cool. uh, thank you guys for being here. Parallax abstraction. Um, yeah. Where can we find you online? Uh, so if you go to uh, geekbravado.com, that's my blog site that I've been meaning to update forever. I'm probably going to write something tonight, actually. Uh, and then um, that has links to all my other stuff. But I'm on YouTube and Twitch uh, at PX Abstraction, and I'm at PXA Media on Twitter, which is an easy way to follow all the stuff I'm putting up. Um, probably more PXA Peaks videos in the future, as well as um, hoping to re- get re- Retro Flashback resurrected soon. And I'm almost, I am very close. I am at 991 subscribers on YouTube, and I have a couple of bigger experimental video projects, as well as a half-decent giveaway plan for when I hit 1,000, if that interests anybody. Cool. What did, uh, yeah. did, did you, is it secret? You can't tell us? Oh, yeah, sort of. I mean, people who've watched my channel for a while will probably know in what vein it's going to be. But, yeah, I'm going to keep it a surprise until it's done, until well, I get it. Well, if you tell us, no one Shit. listens to the podcast. <laughs> so it'll no, still be secret. I know, but 
Yeah, no, I, I basically want to just do a couple of of more larger scale advanced. Like one's going to be kind of a, do a, I guess you call it a documentary project on a on an older, lesser known uh, gaming platform. And um, I just have a giveaway, which is going to be a lot of it's going to be basically a bunch of retro collections that I've covered because those videos have always done inexplicably very well on my channel. So which I'm going to like batch up yeah. all the ones that are on PC and stuff like that and uh, and uh, give them all out to somebody. And then uh, what about you, Aroa? Where can we find you? Uh, Twitter at Aroa, Facebook at Aroa Entertainment, uh, Twitch at Aroa1337 and beam at aroa and uh, oh, i guess i guess you can get a go to a youtube channel i guess at a row it's a row one three three seven oh okay and I'm then wrong again <laughs> you're shut up um you can find me nathan reet spruth pretty much reading everywhere i'm reading on youtube twitch uh twitter beam everywhere i'm just reading you can find read find me at readentertainment.com i just posted episode one of the batman a telltale series uh that will be that's up uh episode two will be probably be up either tonight or tomorrow depending on when i get around to just posting it it's also already on my youtube if you're subscribed to me there if you're not go to my youtube press the subscribe button i don't have as many subscribers as a uh, parallax abstraction so uh fix that yeah yeah get it get it get us get us at the race to 1000 i i yeah well you're gonna win that race because i'm at 97 <laughs> oh well you know <laughs> i i mean i guess i could buy subscribers that's a thing right that's <laughs> true yeah no it still is i think no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that but hopefully pay for all them dead subs uh i did get a bunch of business cards a lot of business cards way more than i should have um, and so what I'm going to do is next month when I go to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, I'm going to hand those out to people, uh, because I'm cool. a whore. That's what I am. I am a whore. And mm. that's kind of how you I'd get your name out. Something there. similar. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not just going to hand them out to be like, Hey, one of the cart. Like, I'm just going to be like, Come and subscribe. But it, especially yeah. if, if you do stuff like with some of the stuff I've been doing with covering indie games and that I'd love it. If I, if I go to a convention that has indie developers at it to be able to just go up and, and be like, Hey, I do first impressions of stuff. If you're interested, you might well, want to, yeah. you know, yeah, that's the same thing. Um, last year, NT creates was there. Um, oh. and we actually had like, so, my friend Holly is friends with um, the gaming historian. Like, okay. They're, they're actually friends. And so I didn't know this and I was going to stay at Holly's apartment because it was cheap. And so I was like, oh yeah, we'll meet you there. And then when we we're driving into Portland, she was like, hey, meet us at this restaurant because... Um, we're actually going to hang out with some YouTube people. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I figured it was just like little people that she just knew from YouTube. But like we go there and the gaming historians there, Pathy NES Punk, Brento Floss. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, and then um, Square Painter. Uh, who else showed up? Like, it, it, like we just actually just got to just hang out with a bunch of YouTubers, which was pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, and I cool. pretended I didn't know who any of them were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that like <laughs> like Pat the Punk was like, "Hey, I'm Pat," and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm Nathan. Nice to meet you." 
and like we're talking. You do things on the internet, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I do YouTube videos." I'm like, "I know who the fuck you are. Come on, I'm not stupid." Uh, And then uh, there was another guy that was one of their friends that was hanging out, and then also the two PR people from NT Creates. We had dinner with them, so uh, you know those are the people who made uh, Mighty Number Nine. And they had Mighty, Mighty Number Nine and a bunch of other better stuff. Yeah, and they had Mighty Number Nine on on there. There was one guy who actually listened to the podcast, and his name is Earl Gray the Third. So someone does listen. Yeah, right. he he followed. He has subscribed to us on iTunes, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and the Google Play Store, um, or nice. Google Music or whatnot. Anyway, so Earl Gray was there. I was like, hey, so I actually like you're the only one I actually don't know. <laughs> If you do like YouTube videos or something, he's like, nah, I don't do shit. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so cool. it was, it was fun. Hopefully I'll be able to see some of them this year, uh, hang out with them. And, uh, I've already spoken with square painter, probably going to hang out with him a little bit. And then, uh, Earl gray, the third, I've spoken with him on Twitter. So looking forward to that. That is in less than a month. I'm going to be up there. Man. So I may need you to, to, uh, hold down and, and do the podcast on that Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I love how well, scared we'll I love how scared Aroa is whenever I ask him to do that stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, please don't people. I don't like people. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. And I will talk to one of you next week or both sure. of you. Take it easy guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.